0: Well, welcome to Raw Roast, where we have real conversation about faith and life over a good cup of coffee. My name is Tucker Anderson. I'm your host of this podcast. I'm one of the pastors here at Calvary Church. I'm the Roseville Campus Pastor. I'm here today with Ben Teibel, who's our engagement pastor, and Jeff Morgan, who's our executive pastor. And Jeff, you preached this past weekend on a really important topic, uh, the topic of, of what it looks like to follow Jesus. But then you also brought in this, this topic of faith as well. And I thought, what a what a great topic to talk about. Let's begin, though, by defining faith. When we talk about a biblical understanding of faith, what do we mean?
1: Well, I can go ahead and give this a shot. I, I think this is a, it's a really good question uh, to be considering. I think there's a lot of the answers to this, not necessarily different answers, but a lot of parts to the answer. So, I think maybe one of the ways I'll approach this is just, you know, talking about kind of its literal meaning, I think faith sort of literally means belief. You know, it's a a confidence or an assurance, you know, a firm persuasion in what it is that someone believes. And so, there's a, there's a very, you know, kind of practical or Tucker, I heard you use this word yesterday, so I'm going to use it. Um, but there's a cerebral, you know, experience of faith uh, where we are, uh, working towards a continued kind of clarity and understanding of what it is we we believe and in this context, what we believe about God and who he is and, and then who we are in light of that so I think that 's a big part of it, but there 's also a component of faith that at least for me, as I see it portrayed in scripture specifically in James, when it draws you know this um, this parallel almost where you know faith and um, action are are like married together you know that uh james is really certain about how he's presenting this idea of faith that without deeds you know without practical you know kind of application of belief faith is dead he essentially says so i think there's a a correlation there that we we can't miss and it has to be a part of that as well
0: there's, uh, I think, there's a helpful illustration here when we talk about faith, and uh, you know, it's been a while since I've been on an airplane. But thinking about the last time I went on an airplane, if the pilot came over the, you know, the the intercom and said, you know, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for flying with us today. This is my very first time flying uh, in an airplane today. Uh, it's something we, you
1: would not want to share. It's right, something if you're you not
0: want to share, and my faith level would go down. <laughs> that this pilot's going to get me to my destination, but if I know that pilots had. Thousands and thousands of hours of flight experience, my faith and confidence in that pilot that he's going to get me to my destination uh, goes way up. And so I think that's really a, a better biblical understanding of faith. It's not. It's not something we have um, because all of the evidence points in another direction. Uh, biblical faith is 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 placing our confidence and trust in God because of who he has revealed himself to be uh, in the pages of scripture, uh, in the person of Jesus. Uh, uh, and, and this is what adds confidence um, to our lives and instills in us a sense of faith. Jeff, what, what would you say, how would you understand a biblical understanding of faith? Is there anything that you would add to what Ben and I have been saying? I'm not sure
2: if I would be adding Particularly to what you're saying, I, I, just to maybe roll off of that and say, yes, it, it's about who we believe in, but then who we believe in is is in the person of God is, is going to be expressed in how we act and behave because this is who we believe in, and I got to take that a little bit further. Okay, so beyond the cerebral, that God is a God of action, God is a God of, of, of commands, and uh, we are to be imitators of God. And so in the sense, that it, to be a, an imitator of God, we have to be in action, doing things. And, and, so, and I think that's where we get the divide in uh, religion and true faith, because people can practice the context of religious practices, and there's nothing wrong with that, but that there is a, a missed point when they're not making that personal connection, and that personal connection then leads to a, a whole lifestyle.
1: I'm sure one real quick. Sorry to jump in. I'm I, as I'm listening to this. One other, I think, really essential point about biblical faith is the reality that faith is enabled by grace right I mean that it's God's work in us that en- enables our faith you know a- along the journey so it's the Holy Spirit's work in our hearts and again so that moves us into that place you know if it's by grace through faith it, it does require something of us but it is God doing that work in us and I think that's an important you know point to also make when it comes to faith, well,
2: and it could be a long road to go down to say when Jesus said, "You have to have the faith of a child you know we could really mm-hmm. break that out but if you if we just kept a simple picture of that the God, our father, and we, his children, Mm -hmm. that there's a nurture that takes place in terms of our relationship. So that it's like no parent would just leave a child on their own to say, okay, now figure out how we're supposed to work this relationship and figure out how you're going to obey the things I tell you to that as a parent, you help your child develop and grow and, and, and move forward with everything. And so, yeah. it, it's a very active, interactive relationship, which, of course, again, you can't get just by religious practices. There's got to yeah. be that That's connection. It's good.
0: good. You know, I think this is where definitions are really helpful uh, and are, are really are essential for us to, to have in order for us to understand what is what is Scripture saying about a particular topic because we come to a thing like faith and we have all of these ideas in our minds of what faith is because of the way surrounding culture communicates a various topic. Um, I, I think maybe a better translation or a fuller translation would be this idea of trust. It's, you know, it, it, trust is something that we don't just do with our minds. It's something that we do with our hearts. And so, coming back to this idea of, of you know, having a childlike faith that you, that you introduced here, Jeff, we think of a child, I mean, our hope, obviously, is that a child trusts their parents, that a child places their full trust in their parents, because without their parents, this child is not going to survive. I mean, they need their parents to survive. I think that's probably getting to what Jesus is talking about. It's approaching God with that level of trust like a child does for, to has for a parent. It's not just something that we do intellectually with our minds, it's something we do at the very core of who we are, our yeah. being. Yeah. Um, you're listening to The Raw Roast. We're having a conversation today about faith. How do we understand faith? What's a biblical understanding of faith? Uh, we would love to hear from you. As our listeners, we'd encourage you to email us at podcast at calvarychurch.us. Uh, you, we, you're welcome to share your feedback on this uh, episode today. We'd also love to hear of any questions or topics that you'd like us to address on future episodes. Well, both of you are are in full time uh, pastoral, you know, vocational ministry. I'm sure you've had conversations with individuals who have come to your office, and you know they they're wrestling with doubts because they they're wondering maybe if they have enough faith. That's a phrase that you used uh, on Sunday, Jeff, in your message. How do you know if you have enough faith? What would you say to somebody who? maybe is wrestling with doubt. And maybe that's another word that we need to actually address. What do we mean when we say doubts? Because people have different understandings of doubt. Um, What would you say to somebody? They come to your office, I'm wrestling with doubts. I don't know what to do with them. Help me figure this out.
1: Well, and I think in a broad sense, anytime you're trying to learn uh, something more about a topic or a person or, you know, Questioning or doubting is a part of the natural process that we that we go through to motivate us towards seeking greater understanding. You know, seeking knowledge. So there's a, you know, I think, um, yeah. In in most circumstances, or really in, in all circumstances, when we're trying to learn about someone or something, there is that need. I think to to question and uh, or doubt. I think. Uh, when it comes to doubt in scripture, and I'm certainly no expert <laughs> when it comes to doubt and how it appears in scripture, but from from what I do know and can remember, doubt isn't really seen in a very good light within scripture. And I think it, part of it is because of how uh, it, you know, doubt is oftentimes directed uh, directly towards towards God. And that is not seen in a good light. And that's kind of, putting it lightly uh, within scripture but the but the process of of questioning one's faith or questioning one's belief about who God is and even who we are as people I think is really important and something that I think overall motivates our our learning and our deepening of our knowledge about who God is
0: so maybe one way of saying it is it's it Every Christian is going to wrestle with doubts. Every Christian is going to wrestle with big, challenging questions at some point. And maybe the question for us is, how do we respond to those doubts as they arise? How do we respond to the questions that we might have? Mm -hmm. Jeff, how would you respond to somebody who comes into your office or approaches you on a Sunday? You know, Pastor Jeff, I'm about ready to lose my faith. I'm wrestling with doubts. Help me to work through this.
2: Well, honestly it'd be um a case by case kind of situation where you would explore. You just let's talk. Tell me what, what's going on. Listen to what what is it that is um causing this. And I have found that most of the times these doubts come out of situations that are particular to uh, Losses Mm -hmm. in life, you know, whether it's the loss of a loved one and the loss of a job, uh, maybe a a romantic relationship has ended. Those kinds of things that have really challenged. Sometimes it's been a a worldview, and and Mm -hmm. and not not at a philosophical level, but just seeing out in the world terrible, terrible things that are happening, and saying, "How could a God of love, you know, allow these kinds of things to happen?" And and that's something that it's going to take. Some time, you know, exploring uh, through scripture, and uh, and so it it there's when that is asked honestly, I think that there's always hope. Now, of course, you sometimes uh, probably wouldn't have been worded the same way, but sometimes I've I've been approached with a, a less than honest, you know, where it's it's more of a challenge. It's it's the atheist's challenge too. Mm-hmm doctrine or biblical accuracy and things like that. And there, I I think it's um, when you drill down, you find something different. You find that uh, there's a uh, a resistance or a a sin issue that's taking place.
0: I remember a couple of experiences from my past, my childhood. And when I was in high school, I was at a, a men's conference that was put on by uh, an organization closely related to the assemblies of God and so is is much more charismatic than the the tradition that I grew up in and was used to. And I remember people around me you know they were speaking in tongues and laughing in the spirit and some people were being slain in the spirit so being you know falling over um, outside of their control and, and my first thought and response was am I, is my faith genuine? And, and as I think back on that experience, I think those were more than just questions. I think those were genuine genuine doubts uh, was my faith actually genuine because I'm not experiencing these same things that my friend who I didn't have any idea experienced those type of um, you know movements of the spirit or charismatic experiences uh, so that was a shock to me to see him having those and doubts arose and I can think of some other moments in my life too where I question the genuineness of my faith um, but I think it's important what you know when somebody comes to us, like you were both saying to get them to begin asking the why question like what begin to ask questions of your doubts like why why am i having this doubt why why am i tr- why am i having a hard time trusting in god's goodness why am i having a hard time trusting in the the resurrection of jesus you know what what's the what are the origins of of these doubts so that's i think those are important questions that we should be asking and in those situations and then go to scripture to see what scripture says in terms of whatever it is we're wrestling with. Make sure we have people around us who can speak into our life and then prayer and journaling, I think is another thing that we can do in those moments of doubt.
2: Yeah. It makes me think that, um, I, and I'm imagining it's in America particularly, but I think we, we short sell the the whole discipleship process Mm -hmm. that uh, people in the beginning of faith are you know quick to say okay yes i've i've arrived it's here i they don't take the steps they don't take the time they don't have that um personal relationship with somebody who would mentor them in the faith who would mm-hmm. disciple them and and so a lot of things don't get addressed early on and then in the progress you know i i, I think people can go on for years and say well i've been attending church for years and, and Uh, You know, I've never seen that before. Am I supposed to have that? How does that work? And so, where you're right. I mean, you can go to Scripture, but have you even developed the skills to Mm -hmm. get into Scripture to find your answers that way? But you said the close relationships. I think that's where, oftentimes, the the, one of the best things that we have in in the Christian faith is is the fellowship, the the relationships that we have with others who can then. Discuss with us those questions.
0: Let's pull uh, pull out a few different passages here because I think let's go to scripture to see just some different examples of doubt. So one uh, classic passage is James chapter one, beginning in verse five. This is from the, the Christian Standard Bible. Now, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives to all generously and ungrudgingly, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith without doubting, for the doubter is like the surging sea, driven and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord, being double-minded and unstable in all his ways. I think that's a good case point, uh, a good uh, case study, a good example of Ben what you were saying earlier. That scripture uh, gen- scripture doesn't paint a positive picture of those who are doubting, and in this case, it even says this person shouldn't expect to receive anything from the Lord how, how, how should we think through a passage like this if, if we're going through doubts ourselves is there a difference between doubts and questions
1: I, I think there probably is I don't have a, an amazing answer for that <laughs> what comes to mind honestly is uh, we, that what James is talking about I think is being communicated in light of the gospel it's you know, Jesus had been with them and is now with them in, in spirit. And I think what we hear from Jesus, I mean, we have quite a few different examples throughout the gospels of of doubting and then and Jesus responding to that doubting. You know, Peter, when Jesus comes out and walks on the water, Peter responds, you know, in a way of, he, he wasn't sure that it was, you know, as he stepped out, you know, in faith or whatever. And Jesus, his response to that, you know, is, why did you why did you doubt you know ye have little faith um but there are, is another spot in John fourteen one Jesus uh encourages dis- disciples to not have a troubled heart or not have a maybe um maybe doubting could kind of be inserted there but don't don't have a troubled heart, look to me and believe in me, trust in me for your future needs and so I think part of even what I feel like James is doing here is um is the encouragement toward where do you place your trust, you know, as you question and as you doubt throughout the faith journey, I think it's what what I continue to see is this encouragement back toward look, look to Jesus, trust in him. You won't have all of the answers and you, and we will be left with certain questions and we may not have everything Resolved, you know, in our in our minds and, and in our experiences. But what we what we are able to do is to continue to look outside of ourselves and and point toward and place our faith, you know, place our trust in in Christ alone. So it is, it's not we we aren't the object of that, right? We're not looking to self to figure out life. It's pointing back to Jesus.
2: I think you make such a good point with that in terms of uh, Peter had a proactive doubt. Peter right. Peter is like, out. okay, I don't know if this is Jesus. If you're really Jesus, I'm stepping out of the boat here and mm-hmm. let me walk on water. I mean, and right? Yeah. And, and so yeah. the idea that I, I think God reads the intention of the heart. And if when we have genuine doubt that... We say we can we can go to Him mm-hmm. when we have uh, issues in our life that are, are troubling. That mm-hmm. we can we seek Him rather than uh, you know stand up against Him like in in a, in a rebellious heart that says you know why God why did you let this happen? Now mm-hmm. I, I don't want to if somebody is at that place you know David had times in in, in the Old Testament. David uh, had times when he he asked why. Right. and this it's a legitimate why but I don't think he ever shook his fist at God it was in the end he always acknowledged who God was and that God was his rock and you know so every one of those psalms ended in
0: that way mm-hmm. you think of another good example is Job I mean he loses literally loses everything except for his life yep. and there's times where I feel like he comes up right to the edge of of blaspheming and yet we see in the book that he doesn't He he doesn't um, actually give in to what Satan wanted him to, uh, you know, blaspheming the name of God. What I think Job does, what I think some of the other Psalms of Lament do, they give us their permission. They give us the language of, you know what, we can we can come to God with our stuff, our questions, our challenges, and I think sometimes we might be afraid that uh, um we can't be completely honest with God, which in reality is foolish since he, like you said, he knows, he knows our hearts anyways. Job, the Psalms of lament, they give us the language that we can use to go to God when we are facing struggles, trials, and doubts. Um, another, another good example, too, of, of doubting in scripture, Matthew chapter 11, you have John the Baptist who sends some disciples of his to Jesus are you the one who we are to wait for or should we be expecting someone else? I think that's another good example of, you know, he had, I would classify those as doubts, not just questions. I mean, he's sitting in a limestone prison cell next to the Dead Sea and he's, he's sending his disciples. I mean, if, if this is who we're supposed to wait for, why am I sitting here in prison? I thought that the Messiah was going to come to uh, redeem all of creation. And, so, I think that's a good example where he actually goes and seeks Jesus out via his disciples to get answers to some of his questions. It's putting his – it's a good response to the doubts that he had. Um, well, and if you think of those doubts, yeah, you know,
2: those are expectationally based. Yeah. And how often it is that people come into Christianity with a set of expectations and whether that's something that exactly. they picked up in Sunday school or they picked up on television that there's that Christianity has a certain aspect to it that might not actually exist yeah. and so you're 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 going along and you like well wait a minute aren't i supposed to you know always be healthy and always get healed and you know or whatever it is but just just having those sets of expectations but um John wasn't reprimanded Jesus said look at the evidence yeah. see what's there. And that, again, turns us back to scripture. Look at what God is actually calling for in our lives and our experience. And we see that, you know, life is not trouble-free. Mm-hmm. You know, we are going to go through some tough times, but he goes with us.
0: In some ways, doubting is maybe it's losing our ground. It's losing our bearings on reality. And when we do so, like you're saying, I mean, going back to scripture is is how we get our bearings, how we get a grounding in what reality, what is truly, what is truly real um, and recounting God's actions, his character, his goodness is a way I think for us to get get our bearings again when we're going through doubts. Yeah, that's
1: good. I, I think that is one of the the main ways, right, that we, like you said, kind of get our bearings or deepen faith is to be going back to his word and be remembering, reminding ourselves of who God is his covenant and and that that's been something that the people of God have been doing throughout generations. You know, I think another good example of, or where, where doubt is almost equated to unbelief, right. Or it's almost the shown as like the antithesis of, of faith. Um, You know, in Romans it it talks about Abraham and how, and this is more of a positive example, but Abraham was said not to have wavered through, um, through unbelief you know, regarding the promise of God. So in that strengthened his faith, that was uh, a big part of what, um, you know, built his faith. And there's other, other places, both in Matthew and Mark uh, where, um, you know, it's referenced if, if we have faith that, and and do not doubt we can move mountains, it says, right? So it's equated to this. I mean, with faith, with belief, with a continued kind of movement toward I'm putting my trust in God and not myself or my circumstances or or surroundings that, um, that things really can happen. Like God really does move. He really is real and shows up, you know, in in our lives and oftentimes does that in a way that's, uh, that's beyond the natural, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's supernatural. So I think that's a good thing to remind ourselves of too, is that, uh, you know of of that part of faith and the truth of that
2: well and i think as as you're saying this circumstances that come up in our lives that we we question and and so it's there's a testing of faith at that point do we trust that god is still good in difficult circumstances are we trusting god for outcomes are we trusting that the mountain will move, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's, that's what it boils down to. But it's those times that we trust that we grow stronger because we see that God is faithful. And every time that we trust and he mm-hmm. reveals himself as faithful, our faith grows. And, and so, the, this, this process of, of, of this, is, this is something that I, I spoke about on Sunday was just the idea that faith uh, is growing that that's the faith that endures is the faith that's growing. And so, for me, a, a key thing is to, as, as we go along as believers to say, is my faith growing? You know, mm-hmm. Scripture will tell us to test ourselves in the faith. Okay, is my faith growing? I mean, we can't quantify the strength of our faith, yeah. but we can certainly know that we are experiencing
0: tests. We are experiencing times of turning and trusting God. So, in our last few minutes here, I I want to give our listeners just one bit of wisdom, each of us. uh, uh, So, thinking about the one who might be struggling with doubt, thinking about the one who's struggling with unbelief, who's even listening to this episode, what's the one bit of advice of wisdom that you would give them?
2: I would say to look back to where you began with faith. I think that most people come into the faith, and they they have the reality of God, and it's a realization that that causes them to to step into that to whether we say receive or or choose to follow or, or however that um, I, I think of, and I, I don't want to go on too long about this, but it, it, the Bible illustrates so many times when the the truth of God is recounted. You know, when um, Stephen was being martyred, retelling the story of Israel, Mm -hmm. it's retelling the story of God in the life of this nation. We need to be able to look at our lives and recount the story of God in our life. And and, and yeah, you hit a point of doubt and you're struggling. I, I would say, has God been faithful? When have you seen him be faithful in your life? Because I I, I believe that in a true relationship with God, you are going to have those experiences. And it's good to recount them often so that we don't lose them, lose track of them. Because there'll be those times when things are really hard and you go, where are you? If you have the ability to look back and say, yeah, you've always been faithful. You've always been faithful. And, 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 then I can say, okay, you'll be faithful in this.
1: Two things that kind of come to mind. I, I know you said one, but I'll try to do two real quick. And one kind of builds off what you talked about, Jeff, but the first would be find in your life, the what I would call the, the people of peace, or the, the consistent, safe people in your life that are people of faith that you are able to consistently uh, have, be in relationship with and be honest with them about what it is that you're questioning and or doubting and and going through. And so like we've talked about today, growth comes from those experiences uh, of being able to open up. And the second would be have a regular practice of, of remembering. And that goes back to what you explained really well, Jeff, but you know, have a journal where you can recount often or excuse me, regularly how it is, that God has shown up in your life and how he has uh, shown himself to be faithful. And I think that certainly is a a simple practice that can be building our faith along the way.
0: I know I said one, but I'm actually going to give three. So, (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to give three C's. The first one is Christ in the midst of our doubts uh, to, to seek uh Christ in those moments. So I think of John the Baptist, he's seeking Christ. I think of uh the disciples in their doubts. Uh even though they're they're wrestling, they're still seeking Christ in the midst of those doubts. So how do we do that today? Well, prayer and and scripture. Uh you know, seeking Christ in the midst of our doubts. Number 2 is clarity in the midst of our doubts. We need to have clarity as to what is really real. Um our worldview, our uh, what is actually true. And so, recounting, I think, the larger story of Scripture is a way we can gain clarity in the midst of our doubts. And then third is community. Like you were saying, Ben, making sure that we're around those people of peace, as you mentioned, that we're in a small group, we're in a core group, we're in some kind of community uh, where we can encourage and and sharpen and strengthen one another. Well, I want to thank you uh, both for your insights. This has been a, a really good topic. Faith and doubt. How do we think about them from a biblical perspective? Uh, I want to thank you for listening today. If you'd like more information about Calvary Church, you can visit calvarychurch.us. You can check us out online or in person on Sunday mornings. Again, I would encourage you to drop us an email at podcast at calvarychurch.us. If you have any questions about today's episode, if you have any topics that you would like us to address on future episodes, feel free to send us an email. Again, that email is podcast at calvarychurch.us. We look forward to having you join us again next week.